everyone. Welcome to another episode of Like That Only. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a really good holiday weekend. I know I've been recording a bunch of these. I don't know what's happening, honestly, but not going to question it. Hey, um, you are the first person I'm wishing Merry Christmas on Christmas Day because it's literally just a few minutes past midnight and instead of messaging anyone or calling anyone, I started recording this. So I guess now you know how special you are to me. Um, I wanted to give a small little update before starting this episode just because of how I left things yesterday or the day before. I can't remember when I recorded the last one. However, I was talking about feeling anxious and trying to manage that anxiety. And I think I ended by saying that maybe I'm going to try sleeping because nothing else seems to be working as well. So I just have to let you know that the sleep was so good and so necessary. I think I had to catch up on a few days of sleep because... I had a few sleepless nights. There was not just the fire. There were a few other things. So I know I hadn't slept in a long time. And that anxiety was coming back from maybe a couple of days. So yeah, I think it was bad. And then I slept. And I slept through my alarms, which is a good sign. So I'm much better. And then... I continued that through the day. I did not I did not really go through with the plans I had made for myself. And I decided to go easy on myself and just do whatever I thought, like without thinking too much. Just did whatever came to my mind. So it worked out great. You know, I ended up having a really lazy brunch that I made for myself and it was really good no complaints whatsoever I rarely do that you know rarely make an elaborate meal I'm usually cooking and eating right there so I'll be eating while standing in the kitchen and I'll be eating over the counter which is so unhealthy or it's me quickly eating while watching some 20 minutes of tv and then going back to work I've never, like, sat down and given myself some time and eaten slowly. So, yeah, I'm glad I gave myself that. I'm glad I did it. And it definitely helped. So, you know, even after waking up, um, before that whole thought spiral started, I just, yeah, I just did whatever I had to do whatever my body was accepting. So I'm pretty proud of myself. And if there's anything you can take away from this, I hope it's exactly this. Like, give yourself what you need. Recognize what you need and then give yourself that. So about today, apart from me telling you what I did... I was also thinking about this conversation I had with my parents. 
And maybe you can add something to it. Um, (laughs) This started because my dad was talking about how he was looking at this picture of me. It's like framed and kept inside of one of the rooms in my parents' houses. House, sorry. And it's just a picture of me from when I was maybe 10, 9 or 10 years old. So a kid. And I have this really mischievous look on my face. The kind of look that a kid would have if (laughs) they think that they know something that everybody else doesn't, but actually everybody else knows it. Or it's the kind of look that they have done something sneaky. (laughs) So I had that face and I was smiling and it's actually like one of my favorite pictures of me. Which is funny because I don't really like all the pictures I have, even as a kid. I just feel like I look like such an oddball. So yeah, I really like that photo when my dad was talking about how he misses that look on my face, in my eyes. And he wants me to be like that, be more like that again. And when he said that, I just did not know how to respond. I was like staring blankly, thinking about it myself. Like, yeah, of course I want to be like that, you know. And I was not able to articulate what I was feeling. So I was just quietly staring. And then my mom chimed in saying that, you know what? When people have the weight of so many responsibilities and when they're growing and doing all these things, um, it's difficult for them to look so happy and carefree all the time. Which is exactly what what I was thinking. But at the same time, I was feeling a little hurt that maybe I've lost that side of me. Um, so here's a little bit about me. As a kid, every teacher of mine, if you read any report card, all the teachers of my, my like elementary and middle school have written things around the same lines. So I was a pretty bright student, so they had no complaints about my studies but they would always write something to the effect of she's very thoughtful she's very quiet she's very soft-spoken she but not like in a shy way like I was very confident I just did not speak until I knew what I was going to say so I was very deliberate and I was very good at like applying whatever I've learned and then answering so Every single teacher has always said that, you know, she's very quiet, she's very thoughtful, she's very deliberate, and she will will think before she answers a question in class, which is a quality that they thought was unique and they admired. And I never understood what they were saying, but my mom would always feel happy when she heard that. So that's how everybody knew me as a kid. They thought I was this quiet, serious type of person who was thinking a lot. Honestly, I think I was daydreaming most of the times. I am a big daydreamer. But I guess they thought, because I'm smart, they thought that, oh, she's thinking. Anyway, it's funny to hear that also, because 
if you knew me, like in my family, or if you were like in my closest friend circle, I was not quiet. I was quite outgoing. I was very mischievous. I was always into like playing tiny pranks and tricking people um, all, all innocently. I was never like, oh, I'm going to ruin this person's life and, you know, do something mean to them. No, I was nice to everyone. I had a lot of friends, but I was also like pulling people's legs. And that's, that's just always been this childish side of me. And I feel like I've just lost touch with the whore. Because I think that is what my parents were trying to talk about. And it hit a nerve. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about it myself. And I'm like, I don't know if it's 2020. Maybe it is. Or maybe it's just the fact that I've been so isolated that I haven't been able to show that side of me to anyone. (laughs) So, you know, at work, it's just work. It's very professional. Um, Besides all the cultural differences, it's just... I've just never been comfortable with that personality at work. So that's fine. Work is fine. I'm fine not showing that side of me. But with friends, I've just... (laughs) I just feel like I've lost a lot of friends that have been close to me. So that's kind of just closed me up in general. (laughs) So I don't know if you know me, if you're listening to this. um, And if I've shown you that side, that's just my way of showing you that you're important. So I hope that's been okay. Like most of the times I think if I've, if I've shown that side, people have celebrated it and maybe they think I'm immature and maybe they think I'm a little stupid or silly. But I don't mind that. I'm not embarrassed by that at all because that's just my way of expressing my love for them. <laughs> so... <laughs> you know, sneaking up on people from behind or just dumb things like that. Like, I always like to do that, even if it's in public. I don't mind. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about how I need to connect with my inner child. There's so many, like, inner child meditations, too. Um, I just... This is like going back to my meditation drama. I've just never been able to get there. But this just means I I should start that and focus on my inner child much more now that it's come up. I don't know. What do you think about when you think about your inner child? How connected are you with it? Um, Don't you feel like if you feel like that, you feel like yourself. And then you feel like everything's not lost. Because I think the more disconnected I feel from that person, I just feel like I'm pretending a lot more. And that's not good. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully someday I'll be with her again. 
what else was my inner child all about? My inner child, I think, I think I did have some sort of insecurity about my appearance, even as a kid. Because all my memories from when I was a kid is how people have told me I was freakishly tall or freakishly thin. And I remember just all my friends basically were like freakishly short. (laughs) And I just felt like so odd. I felt like I was years older than I had to look. And I remember my mom was complaining, I think, at one point. I think she was just jokingly saying this, but I heard it and I felt really bad. When my mom was saying how she has to buy new shoes for me every few months because my feet are growing so big. And then, um, this is like a cultural thing again, but we, we take off our shoes before we enter someone's house. And this is where all my you know childhood friends were gathered. We were at someone's house. We had all taken off our shoes. And I just remember one of my friend's moms was like, oh my God, your feet are as big as mine. I don't think I, I don't think I have pleasant memories of any of those things, so I do feel like at some point they were just being mean. But even if they weren't, like you're not supposed to say something like that to a kid. I don't know why these things affected me so much as a kid because I just remember forcefully hunching my back to appear shorter than I am, or forcefully not telling my mom I need new shoes, and I would like curl my legs in my old shoes as much as possible to the point where it would have to be like hurting me and I would have to like change my shoes again so that's definitely one of those things I had as an inner as a child and it's carried forward in other kinds of body image issues which I have discussed before so I'm not gonna get deeper into it and I remember not being materialistic as a kid. Like, I think I did go through a phase of being materialistic, but that came from its own type of insecurity. I think that was a time where my family was going through a rough patch and we couldn't spend the same amount of money on things that we used to at some point and that was the only noticeable change I think I felt because everything else was the same nobody like I had the same friends I had all the same opportunities that I had in school and school was like everything right your friends in school that's that's all that mattered like nobody cared about anything else so I was pretty okay in terms of my social life but um Every every now and then, thinking about getting something was always, like, a big decision. So, I became extremely, like, I felt like I had to overcompensate for that and get things that were more exclusive, get things that were more expensive sometimes. But, so, to me, it was like, okay, if I'm going to shop for clothes once every three months instead of whenever I want then I'm going to get really good ones that I will wear and they will look good. It was that kind of a thing, that kind of materialism, which is really dumb 
because it was never my money to begin with. Now, when I make my own money and I see people around me, like my peers and my friends from school and back then, and, you know, I've seen, like, how our interests have changed as we grow up. So, like, just understanding what's trendy. Jewelry is one of those things that people care about. And I somehow just missed that boat because I really don't care about jewelry. And I guess I don't mind it, but it's never something that I think like, oh, I need to have a gold this. I need to have a diamond bracelet. No, 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 no. Never. I don't think, I don't think it makes sense. I cannot process, I cannot compute. And maybe I will someday, maybe I just need to like do my research and when I do my research about something, I'll get really nerdy about it and then I'll think about it all the time and I'll notice more and more about it. That's just normal. It's not something that's unique to me, but you know what it is, right? Like the, before I bought my car, I did so much research on cars that at any time I was on the road, I would think about cars every time I saw it, saw them and I got really into cars. But at the end of it, still, I didn't see cars as something that you know, is a materialistic expense and something that I would define my, that would define my social status. I saw it as a tool to get me from one place to the other without depending on someone. I feel icky, like to my core, to my bone, when I get gas for my car. Every single time I feel gas, I think about how it's so unsustainable and it's so bad for the environment and I don't know what's going to happen about this world. Like, I think I could go into an anxiety attack if I spent more time at a gas station than I normally would. So, I really don't care. I am not materialistic like that. And I think that's me just connecting to my inner child also in many ways so yeah here's a little bit more about me i guess but i just want you to think about what you and your inner child want and if you still are like that and if you're not do you miss it do you want to be immature or do you feel like you don't you're happy where you are you did not like your childhood do you do you have anything to say well i want to know and because i want to know i'm going to leave a link to leave me a voicemail so why don't you just go ahead and send me something i know i've said this before i haven't really got anything but if you're new here just record a message and let me know what you think thank you on that note merry christmas again i'll see you when i see you bye